Hello and welcome to Trainer's Voice, brought to you by Guardian Angel Equine Services. This podcast was created for the busy equestrian of mine for on-the-go training, chat, and learning. My goal as a trainer is to help improve horses' lives and performance by educating and helping their owners. These episodes are my opinions based on my knowledge from research and experience. Feel free to ask any questions. Links will always be in the show notes. Welcome back for today's episode. I was listening to Spotify as always and um, come across another topic that I, of course, just thought I should talk about. Well, um, today I was listening to Jill Treese's, um episode of, uh, I don't 100% remember the name of the episode, but it's like, let's get real or something like that. And um, if y'all don't know her um, channel, it is, um, Equitheory, and I have grown to love and respect Jill so much, um, I originally found her when I started getting into positive reinforcement, and, um, I watch, uh, like, follow her on everything, pretty much, on all social media that I have, um, I follow her, and I love and respect her so much. Um, I've grown to love her. She is pretty much, I don't want to say one of the only ones, but one that uh, positive reinforcement trainer that I do not feel like judges people or tries to uh, defend their ground or push anything onto you. Um, I've when I first got into positive reinforcement, I had a huge problem with that because I was traditionally trained and that was what I was doing. But when I stepped out of my comfort zone and decided I needed to do something different, I needed to learn more and do a more ethical type of training. And when I did that, I come across tons of people who I felt like in general just did not respect the fact that I even stepped out of my comfort zone, which was very weird for me because I would feel like if I was a positive reinforcement trainer, I'd be stoked that someone stepped out of their comfort zone and um, admitted it to the world or even asked for help from me because no, I don't want to say none, but a lot of people never step out of that comfort zone. They're doing what they're doing, they feel like it works, and they don't feel any reason to step out and expand their knowledge, and that is majority of the equine world. And so, I ran into a lot of people who, um, with positive reinforcement trainers, that they needed, they felt like they needed to push their beliefs onto you or that it felt like they were judging you, or they just held a lot of hate towards people who either had traditional training or is still using traditional training methods. And to me, that is the wrong way to go about things. And if someone reaches out for help, you know, they don't either fully help you or they just try to 
I don't know, cut you short, I guess. And I had a lot, a lot of issues with people um, that I tried to reach out to and tried to get into the positive reinforcement side of things. And I still have issues like that till this day. And that is why I loved and started following Jill on everything because she is completely the opposite. She's very welcoming. She does not give any judgment at all. She um, tries to help you the best she can. And it's very a welcoming atmosphere as far as like everyone else. And what gets me going, I think, isn't the fact that people are very judgmental about it. But it's the fact that a lot of positive reinforcement trainers have grown up in the traditional world. And as everyone else felt like they needed something different, they needed to do something different. So they stepped out and got into positive reinforcement. Now, I'm not saying everyone is like that, but majority of the people I've talked to are like that. And so I think what makes me mad the most is that they were once that person reaching out for help and reaching out for more information, but yet now they're the ones that are getting rude and snippy and short with people. And I think that's what gets me the most. And I do honestly will admit that I feel like some of them don't quite understand that that, that's what they're doing. That's how they're coming off. But, you know, that is a lot of positive reinforcement people. And I find them very hard to get along with, especially when they're you know, they, they talk about traditional people being set in their ways and things like that, but it's kind of the same with them. So, but anyway, so enough about that. That is why I love Jill. and I started following her and I've learned so much from her and she has been pretty much the fuel of my fire to really start doing positive reinforcement with Jake. And so as we are still new on our journey and things like that, and I eventually one day hope to be able to subscribe to her Patreon, Um, but I was listening to her podcast today about, um, her journey and, you know, what she's going through and things. And I related so much, um, just because I feel like me and Jill, um, and I feel like this with a lot of people around my age on social media, um, kind of can relate to each other very well when you're, you grew up in a non-horsey type of family like my parents both owned horses and rode horses but as far as like training horses and things like that they didn't do any of those things and they didn't have horses while I was growing up and things like that and so we both kind of had the same start in life and so I relate to her very very well and for her to admit about how she's feels like there's more that she's trying to find to fit her as far as um, training and teaching and like learning more methods or whatever you want to call it. And that's literally where I'm at with my life right now. I'm taking one horse in at a time. I'm learning more about positive reinforcement and other methods and things and trying to put my own method together and then learn how to really apply it to the horses, you know, and I feel like we're kind of in the same spot of to we're kind of in that searching area to fit us. And so her talking about that really kind of just lit a fire under me. I was like, I need to say something because, 
you know, I, I respect her a lot for saying things like that. Because for one, I don't think a lot of trainers in general really feel like, you know, that they need to learn more or step out and, you know, make their their method fit them. I feel like a lot of trainers, they are taught a method and they learn how to use that method and then that's that's what they do. That's and that's that's the end of it. They don't ever step out and feel like there's something that they need to fit them better. And I feel like that's what makes a successful horse trainer is they then when they start learning how to communicate and train horses and then they step out and they're like, okay, what method is going to fit me? Because when you figure that out, you become stronger in that area of training. And then that is when you become an expert. That is when you start teaching others and you start really excelling at how you, how you really train. And that to me is what makes you a professional and expert and you're better at going to teach these people and things like that. But so what really got me to jump on to create my podcast was she was talking about Warwick Schiller and how she follows him and this and that about him and the way he trains and things and how she's not wanting to go like full woo-woo type of training, but she still wants to stick to the scientific things. Like, girl, you were reading my mind when you were speaking in your podcast because the I love the science behind horses and training and the biomechanics and just everything scientific about horses. So I 100% get you, girl, when you say that you love the science and you want to stick to the science, but you feel there's something more beyond. And I 100% agree. I follow work. Warwick as well, and I absolutely love his stuff. And again, I want to subscribe to his Patreon as well as yours if you're listening to this, Jill. I'm acting like I'm talking to you, and you may never even hear this podcast. But um, I, those are the two Patreons I have like set in my phone that when I get the extra money and I'm able to. Uh, make it a priority to subscribe. Those two channels are the channels that I am on and learning. Um, I've come through a horrible time in life right now financially. And so unfortunately, things like that in my life right now are not priority, but one day they will be. So she was talking about Warwick and her opinion and all that. And she was talking about the video that he had put out about that horse when going crazy with his with her own or its owner and then work gets it and the horse is just chill. I have seen that episode, but I will be honest, I don't know what the name of that episode is or anything, but uh, or that video, but she talked about people commenting what their thoughts were about it. And you know, I think there is so much more to training than what the most general people realize. They feel like it's the method, and that's pretty much it. And then we break down our methods into the four quadrants of positive reinforcement, negative reinforcement, or just, um, you know, you have all these types of methods. But what happens when you really start to pick out these methods and really start to put together a method that is more than just one method. 
you know. So Warwick's um, method is attuned horsemanship. Attuned is pretty much being attuned into your horse and listening and um, respecting that horse. And I feel like this, you know, we get into the woo-woo part of things, but this is when you mix your method. So in Jill's, Jill's case would be the positive reinforcement. And I, some of y'all listening to this know that I do what I call no touch reinforcement or no touch, uh, no touch training is what I call it. Um, which is negative reinforcement, but to the least degree of pressure as possible. Um, and then I also am doing positive reinforcement as well. So those two methods I use, but then when you get into the attuned horsemanship that Rorick talks about and uses, you know, you get into the training method and then the attunement, like what, like you can bring out so much with those so much with those. And I feel like that's why Warwick is so successful with horses is because he's figured that out. You know, he's figured out how to do this. And I 100% believe that you get into getting into all the, the energy that he talks about, calming your energy and all this. And she talks about how Warwick, like when you're doing this stuff, it comes before the horses. You have to, you learn how to do this before you start doing it with horses. And she's a hundred percent correct. Warwick has done so much work for himself. He's done so much mental work and really f being attuned in himself before he even started to apply it to the horses. He talks a lot about his past of traditional training um, or negative reinforcement training. And when he started working on himself and how he found new ways of being attuned and he got attuned with himself and then it really started applying to horses and how it all just pretty much fell together, you know, and it literally does start before the horses. You have to really put yourself together as a person and really be able to hone in not only on your energy. And I don't know that I really like to use the word energy but um, really learn how to control yourself, your feelings, your energy as far as excitement or depression, and really learning how to control your thoughts, your feelings, all these things. And then I know work meditates a lot and I've really gotten into meditation and that alone has changed a lot of my horsemanship and how my horses work with me. And so I totally get it when Jill's talking about trying to find herself and trying to find this, this training method or what, uh, however you want to put it as far as like finding what, what fits with you. Has she said positive reinforcement is only like 70% of it as how she feels. And I, that is so respectable to hear someone say, when you know there's something more that can make you more, I don't want to say understanding, but I feel like that is the difference in the average person, the average horseman, and the average horse trainer. That when that horse, that lady had that wouldn't calm down, transferred from her to him, it's an obvious difference because Warwick is attuned with himself. He can control these things. 
He's calm. And I think the number one thing that he has taught me that makes the biggest difference in his training and why horses respond to him in this way is definitely the fact that he had said um, in one of his podcast episodes that when you're living in the past, you're depressed. When you're living in the future, you always have anxiety. But when you're living in the now is when you are at peace. And work is always, in my opinion, I'm not going to say always, you know, we have our moments. But when you are living for now, that is when you are the calmest, you're at peace. And the horses know that because horses live in the now. They don't live in the future and they don't live in the past. They live in the now. And I feel like that is what the horses are connecting to. And that is why they respond to him the way they do versus everyone else. Because in my experience, people always live either in the past or in the future. And it changes. People will live from the past to the future or from the future to the past. You know, there's hardly ever very many people that I've ever met that are actually living now for now. And to me, that is the biggest difference. And so when Jill said that she was asking about people putting out her thoughts and stuff, I was like, okay, I'm doing a podcast. I'm talking about this because that is how I, that's what I feel is missing from majority of people. It doesn't matter if you're around horses or not. If you're training horses, if you're just the average person, you hate horses. I feel like everyone can learn from Warwick just from a life standpoint because this guy's got it going on. And that statement he has made about living in the past and the future and now, I have taken everywhere with me. And that is what has kept me at peace the most on my hardest days is because I've had a lot going on this year. And it's frustrating. And I have gotten depressed and then I've gotten anxiety. And what keeps me is I always have to bring myself to that, to that now, living in the present. Present day. It's happening now. Make my decisions here, you know? And so I just felt like I should put my point of view out. <laughs> and, you know, I just wanted to also say about how much I respect Jill for making this episode and how she is. I just respect her so much as a fellow horse trainer, and that's why I've really gotten into positive reinforcement because of her. However, I only do it on Jake because I am still learning, and Jake's 15. I've had him since he was a weanling. He's always been my guinea pig for all my training methods, so he is my he is helping me learn as we learn together. But, you know, I, we all have that niche that we fit into. It's the same in the horse training world. You know, we have that niche we fall into. And to me, I feel like people just don't fully fulfill their fulfillment of training horses, you know. And so I, I just respect her so much for that. And Jill, if you were ever for some reason find this and listen to it, um, I... I would love to do an interview with you at some point in time. I know I am just a nobody compared to everyone else in this world of horsemanship. I, you know, I have looked up to you. I know we're about the same age. I'm 25 and I, I don't remember if you're like 25, 26 or something like that, but I know we're around the same age and 
you were in Arkansas and I am in Oklahoma, but I would love to meet you someday and I love to hang out with you um, and interview you or whatever. You know, I just respect you so much over a ton of other trainers, even traditional trainers or even positive reinforcement trainers, because there's just so much in this world, like I said, that works, figured it out. You know, we need to live in the present. And I feel like most of everybody on this earth does not do that. And I just, you know, it sounds like you're getting there. You're figuring it out. Same as me. I'm trying to get there. I'm trying to figure it out. And so, um, I just wanted to put this two cents out there as far as, you know, how it's like in this world, you know, and really figuring yourself out. And so I wish you all the best. And not only Jill, but I wish everybody who's listening to this all their best, whether you are training horses or you're just riding for fun or you're competing, don't stop learning, keep striving for it. I wish everyone the best in their future rides and that they figure it out and they become successful in what they want to do. And I, I'm just going to leave it at that. You know, it's a good podcast. I I felt good about this one. So, um, just keep doing what you're doing. Don't give up. Always reach out for help if you need it. And, you know, I wish everyone luck and we'll talk to y'all next time. Bye.